and it belongs to us. Yeah. The time has come, now raise them up. Uh. When we hit the streets, it's a main event. Like we landed on the moon, nothing been the same since. Uh. Now let the line like shine bright. We're the prime at the time of our life. We on the night. Yeah. Hello, well, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott McClure's here joining us always with my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Hello. So yeah, Paul, after last week we can finally talk about it now that we've recorded it and it's out there. Well, it's not out there yet at time recording, but by the time this, you're, they're hearing this, it will be out there for a little while. Hopefully they enjoyed it. The, the Vince McMahon retrospective part one that we did. Hopefully, hopefully. We, we got pretty in-depth on that one. Yeah. As you say in your research for it, you've discovered that there is so much to talk about. Oh yeah, we already knew there would be so much to talk about, but I didn't realise... I had a planned point to get to in the first part, and further, when I was uncovering things for part one, I was uncovering more details and details about some of that. I thought, well, I won't even be able to get to this point. I need to save that for part two. It's like it's like taking off the layers of an onion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Vince McMahon is like Shrek and onions. He has layers. The story of his life has many layers. Like Shrek and uh, like Shrek and onions. Well, Shrek says says onions because ogres are like onions. <laughs> Oh, okay, I don't know Shrek references. I, I've only seen it once and I didn't care. Huh. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's your opinion. No, I'm not saying anything against people <laughs> who like Shrek. I'm just saying I personally I, 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 didn't care. I wasn't, I wasn't get offended if you said you didn't like Shrek. Just because I like it. But that's not how I wanted to start the show. This is a, a big wrestling episode to your yeah, book. It's not about Shrek. We're looking back on Vince and we did make reference to modern day with him not being around, so... We are here to talk about impact as our main thing that we do talk about wrestling wise in the modern day, but we also do need to talk about Survivor Series War Games. Oh, we we'd, do, we'd, we'd be do. remiss if we didn't talk about that. It was it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost blighted by a most awful women's title match, and I I I struggle to think who who was who came off looking worse than that match, you know. I think Shotzi, yeah, unfortunately. Shotzi was terrible in that match. She was so, so... Mistake after mistake. Mm-hmm. Particularly that pile driver spot on the apron, you know, that was... I thought it was a DDT they were going for, I don't know. I don't. I, I think, like, it confuddled halfway through and tried to figure out what the fuck they were doing with the move. Mm-hmm. It looked so laboured and then ultimately fucked it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> she, just, she just seemed to fall. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay then. Uh-huh. You know, but that match aside, we'll get that out of the way quickly, you know what I mean, get rid of the negative quickly. That match aside, the women's war games match, top notch. I remember there, you know? there was a big thing online about it being revealed, I think it was Brian Kendrick came in and helped like produce that women's match. And like, there was a video because like, he was a producer, then he left and now he's back. Seemingly, I'm like, if I were Brian Kendrick, I don't think I'd want my name attached to that match. <laughs> And I know it when a match going wrong doesn't always need to be the producer's fault, but like you can because you can lay it out as much as you want. But if it doesn't work, are you talking the women's title match? Yeah, the women's title yeah. match. But I'm just saying it was not their best outing because I, I don't think I've ever seen a match where going into it, people have been so adamant against the person challenging for the belt, so adamant that they were going to lose in a well, long I time. Mean, could you yourself? I mean, nothing against Shotzi Blackheart, but yeah. could you really see her at this particular moment as a title contender? Well, no, but you know? I think. You've got such limited options on SmackDown right now, and I think I've heard people, a lot of fans, be online be like very positive about Shotzi. Yet it does seem to be, given the fact that 
the belt has just been put on Ronda, who I don't think they put a belt on Ronda for, he only hold it for, say, a month or so. It's less, it's less believable for Shots Day to have the belt than it was for Liv Morgan to have the belt at the time. Yeah. I mean, they really had to push Liv, mm-hmm. you know, and granted she got a little better in ring, but Shotzi is supposed to be better in ring, first and foremost. Yeah. I've got to say, I didn't see what the fuss was about in that match. Yeah, it wasn't... She did not give a good account of herself, and Ronda was just Ronda as per. <laughs> but Ronda being kind of monotonous and dull gets made look worse by wrestling someone that was so inept. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Chelsea only had a couple of years on the Indies before again signed with WWE, then she was in developmental, like, she was in NXT from, like, 2020 till, I think, actually, she was only in developmental for about a year or so. Yeah. So then, at least on TV, but then she has this match, and I don't think, I think every so often people like her do kind of get exposed a little bit. Yeah. For, uh, like, mistakes and everything. And, like, well, I can't remember, was it her that was making a lot of mistakes in the, the Money in the Bank? I think Women's Money in the Bank. I remember there being somebody in there who once it wasn't ready, and mm. I think it might have been her. Very possible. But then, yeah, that, and then I remember when I went to that live event the other month, uh, she had a match with Sonya Deville, literally out of all the matches. This was the one where I was sitting there like, well, this is a match. The match described as happening at this show, <laughs> is what I could describe that as. So, I think it's been a lot. Whenever she, because she goes on period when she's not on TV, but when she shows back up again, she then keeps making these same mistakes whenever she gets the opportunities, and you're like, yeah. you really need to find a way to utilize the time. I'm not, I'm not trying to shut on Chelsea because I can't. No, like not Chelsea. at all, not at all. I, I wasn't against her getting a title shot, even though I knew she wouldn't win, but. The build was terrible. Yeah. And I've got to say, I didn't find the whole thing between her and uh, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. I didn't find the whole thing between those two very believable neither, to be honest with you. She just seemed to be like, oh, look, she's with her now. It's weird because like, I think the only person right now in SmackDown, other than, shall I say, that you have viable for Ronda right now is bloody Raquel. And then you use Raquel basically as a pawn to beat her, her and Shayna beat her up to get to Shotzi, so... Well, being honest, if it wasn't for the fact Shayna was playing Ronda's big lackey, Shayna would be believable. Well, yeah. I've seen a lot of people hoping that this is a case of Shayna has Ronda's back for a few months and then come WrestleMania, she's like, right, now no, it's my turn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because that would be better. I think I would like Shayna to have the title more than Ronda. But Shayna's more likely as a wrestler. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, I'm... Because I'm trying to think who's the best one they can get for Ronda right now, and I think the idea of like having these two in WWE for a certain amount of time, I know Ronda took a, a long period where she wasn't there, but the idea of like having these two, especially now that they're aligned properly on screen and not eventually doing a storyline of them against each other, I think would be a bit of a waste. Mm. So I like, I like the idea of her. Hell, I wouldn't even be against if it comes around, Shayna wins the Women's Rumble and then says to Ronda, I want you at WrestleMania. <laughs> I thought that'd be quite cool because right now, legit, I cannot think of who's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> or actually, either Royal Rumble. Like, obviously, Cody should win the Men's Rumble, but like, it's a case of like, we're all, we're all putting the, you're all putting those bets on the idea of like him being healthy enough to be in the Rumble. Mm. So, like, if you're looking at people on screen, if say Cody's not there, I can't think of anybody I've right even, now. I've even heard a few people say Bray. Hmm. But I don't know if Bray's in that position at the minute to be no. winning. I don't think. When the rumble would help him. 
You see, apparently the Rumble card, the whole match layout for Rumble has already been laid out and who's going to win what. So WWE's already starting to plan ahead again, mm. which is good. And apparently there's some sort of plan that Rumble for something being referred to as a lights out match, or not a lights out, but something in the dark match. Aye. But basically everyone's like, well, that's going to be Bray then. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's I just, brainy late, yeah, I look at this thing, the way LA Knight talks, everyone also compares them the rock way he talks. I think this would be like what you got if you didn't have the rock versus like shirt and tie man if you had him again, you had a proper programme between Prime Rock and like Creepy Brown Shirt Brown Shirt Mankind or playing with Paul Bear kind of mankind. What? If you had those two in a feed, I think this is what a swaying in the corner ripping his hair mankind with a claw. Yeah, this would be I think whatever that would look like would be is somewhat comparable to what I'm hoping this LA Knight brain turns into. That it makes Uncle Howdy fucking Paul Bearer maybe to an extent, I don't know. Like I say, the very fact that Bray hasn't actually been in ring yet is leaving me personally right on the edge of my seat. I'm kinda <laughs> like I'm just I'm ganting to see what's coming, you know what I mean? I'm ganting for it. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to Dewey because I think we might want to talk about Impact kind of first. But, well... Look, what did you talk about WWE first then? Well, I, don't, I was mentioning how we were going to talk about <laughs> War Games and then you mentioned the Ronda Rousey match <laughs> and then it took us from there. Yes, it did. Well, then why are you asking a question you already know the answer to? Cause. <laughs> Just cause. Yeah. Because you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> ah... I hate you. <laughs> but Paul, how are you? I don't care anymore, but how are how you been since we last spoken recorded? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I've just been chilling as such. Mm-hmm. You have money now for weed and such. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> and you've been taking full advantage of that fact, haven't you? Yes. I've been watching historical documentaries today. Oh, yeah? I watched one on Custer's Last Stand. Yeah. Most intriguing thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been considering watching the new Wednesday Adams thing. Oh, I've been watching that myself. Is it good? I I enjoy it, yes. So you would recommend give it a try? I would recommend it, yes. Okay, I'll give it a try. So yeah, that Well yeah, I I was spending time with my mother at the weekend, we watched the first three episodes together, uh and then I had something else I had to do, so she was annoyed about it. Isn't isn't actual Wednesday the teacher? She's, she's a teacher, yeah. She's a teacher, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then she ended up going on and watched. I'm fine. I watched a couple of episodes ahead, and then she came back and went, I may have watched a few more than a couple. And went, how many episodes have you watched? Four. So you're on the last episode then, because there's only eight episodes. Which I wasn't against, but I'm like. I was happy for her to go along because I don't, I didn't see that she had to watch it with me. So, but I didn't realize she'd be, she was so into it that she went and watched I bet that. You many want, I bet you were sitting there going for shame, mother, for shame. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd happily make her feel like shit. Like, oh, I am wounded. I am wounded. How very dare you! It's weird. The last show me mom watched together was Dahmer on on. Uh, was also on Netflix. It's a weird. It's a like weird odd. Odd I know. movie for a mother and son to enjoy well, the TV program. Well, well, you know, we've weirdly been a serial killing documentaries. We we went through a phase where you and I were watching some weird ones, some weird documentaries together. I don't know why. Some that's how we bonded as a mother and son. <laughs> but then, then, so then we decided to watch Dahmer, and we realised that maybe this wasn't the right thing for a mother and son to be watching. But by then, we were three episodes in, so thought, fuck it, because <laughs> let's just power through. Power through it. And it was a good show, and then like looking for something a bit more light-hearted, and we've got this. 
Well, anything compared to fucking Jeffrey Dahmer is probably lighthearted yeah, when I think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would watch Come Down With Me. <laughs> what, with your mother? No, just in general. Oh, why are you mentioning Come Down With Me then after I talked about... Well, a happy programme to watch after watching Dahmer. <laughs> you wouldn't want Jeffrey Dahmer and Come Down With Me, though. Oh, you probably wouldn't, no. no. But... Or, or Ready Steady Cook. <laughs> Or really anything cooking, or like kitchen nightmares. Fucking imagine Gordon Ramsay going through his fridge. <laughs> what is this? It's just a human head. It's fucking disgusting, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> All the rambles we go on. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you were watching historical documentaries, and yes, I I would recommend you watch Wednesday on, on Netflix. I would recommend you watch any historical documentary on Custer's Last Stand. It's very interesting. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, has that really been that been your previous? Well, Brian went and got got me a new uh, a new fuzzy, cuddly toy. <laughs> okay. He got he got me a Scorpio bunny. Uh huh. And it has big fluffy ears, and it's really cool. That's good. See, he got me it. And he didn't know it was going to be coming so soon. But then it came. And I messaged him and I said, the bunny's here. And he's like, I hope you like it. And I was like, I can open it. <laughs> and he's like, you can open it. And I'm like, awesome. So I opened it and then I messaged him and I said, oh my God, it's awesome. I love you. I love the bunny. Thank you. Love you lots. <laughs> and he was like, cool, hon. So I think I was messaging him when he was getting ready for his kip. Because mm-hmm. he was like, awesome, you like the bunny? Cool, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but I was like, yay, bunny. So it was very cool. So that was a cool thing that happened. Mm. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. I'll, I will show you the bunny after the recording. It is a cool bunny. So it's ears, it's ears are very big. <laughs> talking of cool things, other people, other people have bought for people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to transition into the fact that mentioned that you bought me a cane, so I don't think we got a turn to talk about it. I think we did talk we about it. We never did get to talk about it, but we we briefly hit upon it, but hey, it's cool. Yeah, I'm glad you like the show. We may have briefly talked about it in the Vince show at the start. I don't remember. <laughs> Just, you know, but you like so much because, it's it's, because it's a baldy cane. Yeah, it's a baldy cane. When I've got two variations of a math cane shirt, and as in two variations of the style of math that he has in the on the, on the shirt. And now I've got a baldy cane one. I didn't really see. I told you in my time looking up for cane merch, which I hadn't seen much good. So, which is why I was so surprised. Now when I got that latest, later cane shirt that I told yeah. you that I got for Christmas last year, and how cool the design was. That's why I really insisted on getting it for my Christmas, having someone get it for me because it was the coolest cane one I'd seen by far, like cane style shirt. Yeah. There was there was a limited cane merch I'd seen. There wasn't a lot of ones that really looked good design wise that I'd be happy wearing. But then I see merch that you go because I especially I haven't seen much bald cane merch. And it's quite cool. It's got cane and a big fire letters with a big with a picture of his baldy face on, huh. on it. No, I know. I Brian does not take occasion to listen to our show very often, so I can say this without worry of him hearing. Yeah. But I've seen what I what I would like to get him for Christmas. Hmm. Yes, you know one of the classic Bray Wyatt shirts said you so. Yeah. Was it say accuser, accuser destroyer. destroyer? He seemed to take a shine to that shirt, so I'm going to get him one of those, right. one of those classic grey shirts. That's nice. Because I think, especially now, it's still relevant that shirt very much. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm very, I'm very, I know we're still supposed to be talking about impact, but I can't help but talk Bray. Yeah. You know, and I'm so intrigued as to what's going on at the minute. Mm. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's drawn out, it's less than that, but do you know what? Appreciate, the, have the patience to appreciate yeah. the story. Mm. This man knows story, so let him fucking, let him tell you a tale. One fun interpretation I've seen of like the white thing is he keeps coming out and doing his promos is in some compared it to like and why it's mind he's doing a version of like the, the tw- like a twelve step program like thing like coming out and apologizing for what he's done in the past his past talking to like people he's wronged his past transgressions and everything like he keeps coming out and talking about how evil he was and talking about the monster that, mm. that he created. And it really is just him confessing and kind of getting stuff off his chest and not wanting to be. They get evil again, but then you got well, the man he talks, mm-hmm. the male that fucking thing flashes on the screen, yeah, and accuses him of lying. Mm-hmm. And then we had that other thing with the blood damn phone number, mm-hmm. you know, the psychiatrist. Yeah. Did you hear that thing? I hadn't heard it, but I saw that there was a number in that. Oh, you need to... to hear it, it's so trippy, <laughs> it's so trippy. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, you know, it was like, wah, <laughs> just <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Ah, oh, it was trippy. Freaky trippy, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You, I'm, as soon as we're done recording this, I need to let you hear it. It's so fucking cool. So cool. Ah, <laughs> <coughs> 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 oh, it's a bad sign that I cough more with a bloody vape when I do with smoke. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Damn you, vapes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the vapes' fault. Yeah, it is, it is. But... Uh, so no, foul habit. For the last couple of weekends, Paul have been solid wrestling wise. I mean, I had we had Overdrive on the the Friday of Hell what, yes. May second on the eighteenth. Yeah. On the Sunday of that weekend, I went to ICW in the garage. Was was all right. I think I mentioned this show briefly did, on our recent, our recent SmackDown that we did. Uh, but yeah, her people were fucking crammed in there. And there was one match we were we were all just out taking photos each other in the crowd. The group we were in, we were all taking photos. Oh, take photos. We so much so that we were barely paying attention to a match that was going on the ring and legit I don't think we were that invested in the match anyway so it took a point where we we finished taking one of the photos and then all of a sudden we heard two three like oh that's over oh he won oh right this no he's a he won he won uh-huh. and there was some rejoice yeah. <laughs> oh there was a there was a ladder match at the start of the show, which I remember thinking weird about, like, how the fuck are you going to get, like, it was a six-guy ladder match. A like, six-guy ladder match. Like, like, this, is a, like this is the fucking, uh, the guys, how are you going to, this is going to be a tight speed to get this match and not try and right. not, not have someone kill each other. Not a very big venue for a ladder match, is no. it? Legit, like, we were joking, like, you could stand on, like, there was a big guy and, like, any of these other guys could sit on that guy's shoulders <laughs> and grab that briefcase that's hanging up there. Oh, it was a briefcase. Yeah, like a number one contenders kind of style thing. Right. And then the first you know, guy, then <coughs> the guy who actually won it, got up on the ladder and it was all good. But then all of a sudden the ladder starts kind of falling out from under him. No, no one had done anything. It's just it was, like the ladder was a bit rickety looking. Uh, and also he had been using like spots. So like, he kind of almost fell nice to catch himself and then had to climb back up and hook it. And you could, I, I could see in his eyes from where I was like, oh, he look annoyed. <laughs> he look annoyed about that. And like, it just reminded me of like when Shawn Michaels struggles to unclip the the icy title at SummerSlam 95 and that rematch mm. with Razor and he makes no secret about how pissed off he is he throws a he throws a wee bit of a strop to his old HBK he was famous for doing that uh, yeah. he was famous for throwing his wee strops because mm-hmm. he knew he could get away with it mm-hmm. 
yeah, then we had Survivor Series the following weekend. I didn't watch it live. I wasn't really feeling myself uh, that Saturday, so I'd say go to bed a wee bit earlier. Got up, feeling refreshed. Nah. Did you watch it the next morning? I watched, the next, and I watched it the next morning, yeah. Hey, that's one of the first. There's a rarity. We watched it at the same time. Yeah. If I'd have known we could have messaged my show and go, oh my Christ, did you see that? <laughs> like, fucking theory. Yeah. Theory, what I knew that we fucking was going to be what I was really, I was really chuffed about that. <laughs> that was one of the only results I was really, really uh, done on. You know what I mean? Because I loved theory winning that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about Impact before we come back to Survivor Series. Because I know there are some people who like to listen for Impact. So if we maybe don't watch WWE as much, but... You know, I, I encourage them to give it a chance now that, you know, with the changes and everything, but yeah. for, not to, to risk not you know, losing some good Impact listeners. Oh, no, no. Uh, Impact is the number one show still. Yes. Oh, and also there was an incident recently about them being, they're going to be available on a, an app called The Zone. The Zone. Kind of this, like, sports streaming style platform, yeah. which is it's available. On, it's on PlayStation. Yeah, it's available in over 170 countries, it said. So basically, it's open up to more homes than really ever before right now. Yeah, it is indeed. Which is, which is pretty cool. Which means, where, where you are, if you've got a PlayStation or anything like that, you can download the zone and like, you can't say, well, how do I watch Impact? The zone, man. The zone, man, yeah. That's how you do it. You want to watch Impact, you make the effort and you'll get yourself a damn good show. Or hell, even then, you can still use the Ultimate Insiders and get the monthly specials outside of the four big PVs. You get the TV, you get Before the Impact, you got... But the weekly spe- the monthly specials all on but the impact element insider for like four quite a month. Yeah. So either of those options, like it's never been easier to watch impact right now. God damn it, even if you just want to find yourself a free stream, there's plenty plenty of those if you look hard enough. Yeah. Impact is worth the effort. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that impact's making the effort to do bloody maybe the impact's making the effort through the YouTube stuff as well and helping open themselves up to uh, because I remember the NWA pre uh, the pandemic was doing that when they made their comeback with a weekly show mm. and they were on YouTube for free and everything and for a little while for a couple months it was like oh this is one of the better products out there you know you yeah. quite a few guys who since then have gone on to go sick get signed other places well you get so many people like like ex-referees ex-stars and saying that Impact really if it had a better platform it would be right up AEW's yeah. arse I think that's honest truth. I'm not just saying that as an Impact fan. I think yeah. it's a great show. Uh, I do agree. Like I remember saying when when the when AEW started, like talking about how like, a lot of Ring of Honor folk got blamed on AEW because a lot of stars left there. But like everyone made its own share of mistakes at the time, which is why now it's bought by the guy who owns AEW. But like I think if like Ring of Honor spent been multiple, had multiple attempts to try and get a proper TV deal in the 2010s and everything, and basically AEW all AEW was is when it started was. This is what a Ring of Honor, or there's someone behind Ring of Honor who really made an effort to get them a decent telly deal. This is what Ring of Honor could have been. Mm. What, what what impact is? No, what I'm talking about AEW because a lot of the same people were crossing. There's a lot of crossover with stars then. All ah, right. Because uh, a lot of people left Ring of Honor. Well, there were quite a small group of people who left Ring of Honor to go to AEW when it first kickstarted. But anyway, yeah, that's the point. But going back to impact. Like I said about NWA, who uh, like these then they, when there was a bloody pandemic, which then meant they weren't running shows, which I thought was a shame at the time. And then they came back, but then they were doing shows over exclusively on fight, which means you have to pay for it. I'm like I'm not fucking paying for that. Fight can be a pain in the arse at times. I've never, I have never indulged. Mm. But then, and uh, since I've watched it, it just seems like they made mistakes. I mean, they had Bart Cordona as the champion, which was good. 
but they never took full advantage of it, I don't think. No. I mean, he got injured, but still. And now fucking Tyrus, formerly Bruce Clay, is the fucking champion at the NWA, and I'm like... A right, a right-wing political genius. <laughs> <laughs> I see him in a lot of those Fox News programmes. He's not a genius when it comes to fucking wrestling, I'll tell you that. No, no, he's well, he's the funky dactyl, isn't he? Funkasaurus. Funkasaurus, that yeah. was it. So, like, there's that, that clip that keeps going around from that match where he goes to jump off the top rope on somebody. Like, not the top rope, the middle rope, right? Because his fat arse isn't getting nobody top rope. <laughs> but, like, he jumps, but it seems like he lands on his feet and then just, uh, just flops on the guy that he's wrestling in the match for the title. And, like, this is during the same time that Nick Aldis, the guy who'd been supporting and champion of formerly Magnus in the NWA, I mean, he was at yep. anniversary, of course. And he was leaving and he was coming in saying all the things about uh, Billy Corgan, basically. He basically tried to say to him, like, well, we're not doing well. Maybe I should try and be the champion again. Like, he wasn't trying to politic his way back in, but then Billy Corgan made it out as if he was. And when, he was like, when, no, I'm not when, having that. When, when Aldis was basically pointing out that, like, the times where they were successful and weren't, kind of line up to when he was and wasn't champion and that, and that just sometimes you think sometimes certain champions are people sometimes the company's better when certain people are champion that's why you know back in the 80s you'd have WCW and WF team like going back to even the 80s and 90s going back to like the well of certain people mm. and then Hogan uh, and Savage and what not Flair mm-hmm. like supposedly buddy Corgan tried talking behind all this back about politics but did it to Mickey James you know, all this is actual life. Yeah. Like, if you're going to talk behind someone's back, don't do it to... Their wife. Yeah, to their person they're married to, and don't think, and not think it's going to get back to them somehow. And then, apparently, he was annoyed at how Gorgon had treated Mickey, about how he seemed very dismissive of the idea of doing an Empower 2. Mm. Like, and, like, he was talking about, he was asking about, like, well, like, you know, there's so many women out there, like, why are you not helping the ad to your women's vision? Like, and Billy Corgan said in an interview, oh, like, there are so many great women wrestlers out there, but I don't know how many of them can work the NWA style. He said that the day before he put his NWA world title on fucking Titus. Mm. And I remember people have been taking that and they've been like, well, certain women can't wrestle the NWA style, and put the NWA style, and it's Titus doing his big flop. Mm. And then basically he had the goal, he basically go, oh, you know, if you don't like, you know, what we're... The gist of it was, if you don't like this style or like the, what we're putting out, don't watch and like, don't encourage people to turn off your fucking show, mate, because it's shit, <laughs> and they will. Uh, Billy Corgan, fucking fuck Billy Corgan, honestly. Dick, you should have stuck to your band. I like Smashing Pumpkins, good band. Well, I don't know how we sound nowadays, but I liked them. Yeah, the NWAs went really right down the fucking shitter, and like there was a photo of tires we had grouped by other heels who also had belts, and like these other heels are looked in the stable, and like Jesus, you all like in any other promotion you'd be fucking jumpers, like legit. That's why how bad they all look. And Tyrus has somehow been wrestling for over a decade and managed to develop zero in his wrestling ability, Aww. which really takes a weird amount of skill to be around somewhere something for so long and not get any better at it. Was his biggest claim to fame not being EC3's honours or something? Yeah, and Impact and like being the Funkasaurus is the highest he ever get in WWE. Aye, well the Funkadactyls. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. They get more popular than he did. Aye. 
Did he not end up doing some stupid tag team with Vladimir Kozlov or something when they were trying to job no. Kozlov out and make him look stupid? No, I think it was Santino that had the tag team with Kozlov. Uh, so did somebody not have a tag team with that fucking tur- uh, well, him and Albert or Tensai as well, it was That was it, I went and brought Tensai back and when everybody went, come on to fuck, we don't let us Albert. Aye. We jobbed him out and made him look like a tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any company that decides to put fucking tires as a world channel, let alone the titles, make it have the prestige and legacy of the fucking NWA title. So they put on tires. Yeah, fucking... It's just absolute shit show right now. Yeah, well, what, what can you do? We don't watch it, so... Yeah, I'm just saying, I used to do a show about it back when it was good pre-pandemic. It's called Power Trip because the show was called NWA Power. Mm. We did it for like a couple months and I was really loving it. It was one of the best things going on going right now in wrestling. And uh, then with the pandemic, we didn't go back to it. And then because it became harder to find it after then, um, and there wasn't much really worth talking about. And I remember this whole thing with characters came out, I said in the circuit show, like, if we were still doing Power Trip and this happened while we were reviewing it, I'd quit podcasting all to fucking get <laughs> Like, I'd rather never do a podcast again than review a show weekly, or at least bi-weekly, that has Titus as its world champion. What do they say that? Well, people, they just laughed and basically agreed. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a guy, Calvin, that great chat, who's, a, who's starting to wrestle. He's only had one match so far, right? But he said, like, I, I think with one match, I'm somehow a better wrestler than Titus. So <laughs> I guess I'll be an NWA champion one day, and I, messaged, I replied to that saying, mate, <coughs> most of us in this chat have never wrestled a match. And we'd probably still be better NWA champions than Titus. Would I? Yes. Oh, Either cool. of us, we've never wrestled. The closest to a bump I've taken is taking a slam in a ring, but it was on a crash mat, not on the actual ring. And still with that brief dalliance in a ring, I'd be a better NWA world champion than Titus. Titus, you're a lot bad, man. Yeah. You're a lot bad. He's not going to listen to this. I hope not. Tyrus, you suck. I already, I, I already called him fat earlier. I think if he was listening, he'd turn off after that. Tyrus, you fat biatch. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just stupid. Hope he is listening. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> At what point does this become bullying? Even though he is a prick. I don't know. <laughs> when, he phone, when he phones his upgrading. <laughs> Because he's a prick. He got bullied off a of hornswoggle in the WWE. Haha. <laughs> I don't know how that was possible, but let's move back over to Impact. So Horns- hornswoggle's way cooler than him. Impact would never make the mistake of giving a belt to Tyrus, let so alone a world one. Do you want to call AJ Swoggle? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, and that was cool shit, <laughs> man. That was cool shit. He's like, ha. <laughs> what was he <it> like? Ha. <laughs> so, well, back to Impact yes. Wrestling. Uh, the recent announced that they're, they've hired their first openly gay wrestler. Yeah. Giselle's photographer. Yeah. I can't. I say that because I can't exactly remember what the guy's name was. I read it today, uh-huh. but I did not retain the information. I, I would help if I remember the name as well. I'm sorry. I, I didn't take notes as is I it, usually do for it episodes. Jal- Jalil or something? I think, I think it's Jalil something. Jalil something or other. But the- I haven't actually seen him <laughs> fight yet, though, so I'm waiting to see that. If he's, if he's good in Ringland Funky, huh? I'll be cool to see him, you know? Yeah. I was thinking, like, surely if I had openly gay wrestlers in the past, I was like, oh, he didn't have a Lionel Jordan, I realised, no, he was bi, and plus he tried to incorporate that in his gimmick, and it was well, awful. Giselle's, like, transgender. Yeah. And, you know, 
So, but then, but if, still. If, jo- if Jordan wants you, she's having you. <laughs> Regardless. Fucking cutting that one. Well, it's like, it's like, well, I was reading, a, well, I was watching a thing, uh, Francis Rossi for Status Quo was saying about Freddie. And like, he was like, aye, Freddie was gay now, but if he, if he was wanting you, he could have you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a fairy. <laughs> but, so, it's, it's good to see that. Like I said, I haven't really got a chance to see him in the ring, but, you know, good on that. Again, it's showing the diversity of Impact's kind of roster at the minute. Totally, I think, totally. I think Impact might have one of the more diverse, diverse rosters of any wrestling company going right now. Yeah, transgender, a gay guy. So, like, if you got people from, like, different backgrounds, countries, everything, you got Bupinder from India, you got people from a different walks of life, everything. We got Joe Hendry, who I want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, see his digital name. media champion, Joe yes. Hendry. See his name, and he will appear. <laughs> yes, Paul believes in Joe Hendry, as do I, and seemingly does as does Impact Wrestling, because I was listening to uh, an interview with Joe Hendry on my way over here, and you know he was talking about how you know much support he seems to have from Impact, like Scott Demore was talking higher level even before he was. Signed, mm. even saying that he thinks he could be a future Impact World Champion. So, you know, fingers crossed for he'd be only the second Scottish or British in general World Champion in Impact Wrestling after obviously Drew Galloway. Yeah. And didn't, didn't he have a straight faction in Impact? He did. The Rising. The Rising. The Rising. Who was in that? Well, LA Knight was actually one of them. I was think it? Eli Drake. Oh, Eli Drake, I can't remember what he was called by then, but the guy Tonga Loa, the brother of Thomas Ongo from the Gorillas of Destiny, who, you remember Jay White kicked him out of Bullet Club? Aye. So, it's interesting to see where that faction ended up going. As in, where did they guys went rather than mm. the actual faction that split itself? Because the faction went bloody nowhere. Yeah. But... Joe Hendry is told about how he gets advice of like people like Tommy Dreamer, who's very honest with him. He said he went to Chris Saban to talk about like his moveset and everything. I think it was him who, who recommended him doing like the slam, the standing ovation. Now calls it that he uses as his, mm. as his finisher, and you know he's he's taking that belt around the world right now. He's he wrestled, recently wrestled a match in Poland for the belt. The digital media belt. Uh, he's defending. Cool. He's going to be defending in Newcastle fairly soon. He's having an open challenge for the belt. That's awesome. A promotion called North Wrestling. My friend Kwaku uh, is a ring announcer for certain promotions. One of them is Discovery Wrestling in Edinburgh, where Joe Hendry is the, the Y Division champion. Cool. And so usually, we're about the timekeepers or even ring announcer, but they get sat the, the they take care of a belt during a, a title match, right? And Joe Hendry came out at that Discovery show. I've seen photos of it, and Kwaku shared them with me. He came out with the Discovery belt and the digital media belt, and Kwaku took a photo of him sitting wait, wait, wait on his lap. The Y Division belt from Discovery are the Impact Digital Media. Championship and I'm like, oh, you dirty jammy bastards. <laughs> you got to touch the belt. <laughs> bastards. <laughs> but yeah, he's taking the belt around the world and like he says, he's in the area, he's still based in the UK. But uh, on certain occasions he will stay in the US if like there's tapings very close together because he's wanting to use that time to maybe cram in some dates with like some American Indies because he's never properly done the indie scene over in America. Mm. As Joe, so he's kind of getting his name more out more there. Well. Mm-hmm. He was also talking about the song. He said, oh, I've had that since like 2019, but I think the reason it's catching on now is that it now finally fits the character. We fit the whole say his name, he'll appear into the oh, into right. the gimmick. And uh, this whole motivational thing that he's been doing 
he said he, he said he got it a couple of years ago because up until a few months ago, apparently, I assume it's until he's seen the impact, he actually had another. He actually had a, a proper like day job outside of his wrestling. Mm. I said he was on this like virtual like seminar. He's worked mainly doing this this motivational speaker guy on it, and he was annoying like, what do you look? You see, look outside, visualize a tree. What do you see? See, see these things about yourself, and like, I was like, I was, I was like, I was then like, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> and then like, I were, I secretly recorded this part. Like, well, nobody else knew about it. I need to use this guy for inspiration. So, <laughs> this guy's part of the inspiration behind this whole, you know, motivational Joe Hendry character, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So yeah, Andrew defeated Brian Myers recently for the Digital Media title using carrying a spear into the standing ovation, which I love that as a name of a finishing. Mm. I also just love how, I think it's good how catchy the song is, how over Joe's starting to get within a short space of time. Mm. I think it's pretty cool. Well, I'm absolutely over and watch them doing the, the hands <laughs> up. Your hands. Yeah. The hands are swaying. Mm-hmm. And so. He's beat Brian Myers. I think he he wasn't on the Overdrive show, but apparently before they did the countdown show, they taped him at a digital media exclusive match, which then went off on YouTube, which was him defending the belt against uh, Shearer. Mm. I think you can watch on Impact's YouTube right now. You can. So I'm assuming some of his matches, maybe some of these matches, I think, I don't know if the, the promotion from Poland that he wrestled in has like a YouTube channel or a way to watch it, but maybe that and the match he has in Newcastle, maybe they'll make Impact will strike deals with them to like get the footage and put that on their show as like, mm. you know, a digital exclusive because they've been doing that for a lot of American indies like that Wrestling Revolver which I think is actually a promotion run by Sam McCallaghan mm. and the show Impact Wrestlers appearing on that and digital media exclusive matches so it'd be nice to get a wee bit of cross promotion between the companies and also giving a spotlight on YouTube for the Digital Media Championship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where Joe Hendry goes. He said like in January he's going to stay in America because obviously Hard to kill, and the and the following out tapings are very close to the the, the tapings they have later on in January. So he's going to stay there and try and you know try and take over America. He's like, Joe Hendry's taking over America right <laughs> now, which is nice to see. But Paul, what did you think of order kind of overall? Because I know there was a lot of like fallout from like Baron for Goy, and we had some interesting matchups it on the show. Was awesome. <laughs> Overdrive was absolutely awesome. Mm. I did not gel with every result. I well freely admit that mm-hmm. but it was awesome yeah from from match one to fucking finish it was awesome always looking forward to seeing what they'll add to the countdown show because there's always something like it doesn't feel like lesser because it's on the pre-show like you managed to always make something worthwhile yeah. on the pre-show and it was cool they had a really fun six-way match they had uh, Mike Bailey Yuya Yuamura Kenny King, Jason Hutch, Bupinder Guja and Rich Swan in a big six-way match. Yeah. Nothing, they didn't really say it was a contender thing or anything, but Rich Swan did win, so but I assume given the style of wrestlers you see in the match, it may, it may lead to Rich Swan maybe getting a shot at the end of the X-Division bill at some mm. point. He is a former been, X-Division champion. It would have been better if Bupinder had won that. <laughs> Alright. You know Bupinder's my guy. I know Bupinder is your guy. Uh, oh, did you see those, those impacts been sharing out those impact like end of year awards? Yeah, I was I was on the other day. I did like that Mike Bailey is only available to vote in like X Division Wrestler of the Year. Like, I genuinely think he should be in the category of like Wrestler of the Year, mm. then like Wrestler of the Year, Impact Wrestler of the Year, Tag Team of the Year. I really think he should. He his like streak of like X Division title defenses and generally his match quality overall. Oh, definitely. He's definitely one of the MVPs of of twenty twenty two and Impact, and maybe even wrestling as a whole, in my opinion. Oh yeah. So I don't know why he isn't in Wrestle of the Year and just X Division Wrestle. Just, anyway. just to mess with your mind, Scott. 
Congratulations to Ms. Sweeney. There was also a one to watch thing, and I did end up voting for Pinder on that one. I was very, I was this close to voting for Kelly Kelly, because she's also very cool, but... She is very cool, but Pinder, man. Yeah. But that, that Gargoyle Spear mm-hmm. is awesome. Very good. But uh, we also had an interesting matchup. I remember I said, oh, this is going to be a good one, and it's weird that it's on the pre-show. Uh, it was a number one contenders match for the tag team titles of... <coughs> It was a number one contender match for the tag team titles of Bullet Club's uh, Ace of Bay. I'll, I'll never not call him that. Ace and, and Chris Bay taking on the Machine Guns. The Machine Guns did come out on top. They did. They did. Which you think was unsurprising? Partly that, because, that was another result I did not gel with. Well, I think there was, there was logic behind that one because, well, the Guns are currently also the tag team champions over New Japan Strong, the US show. Yeah. Also the fact that after that show, well, this is on the 18th and on the 21st, was the first day of Super Junior Tag League, which is what Ace of Bay are competing in. So it's a case of like, we can't have you guys around a tag program right now because we've got to be in there. Uh, you've got to be in Japan. Mm. So I think it made sense for the Machine Guns to win it. Plus, you know, they kind of got screwed over in their match with OGK and wanted a rematch, but then get it because Ethan Rhino got the shot. So... Yeah. I mean, I mean, it made sense to me for Machine Guns to win, but I'd be for say to go over to Japan for a second. Ace of Bay have been doing very well over in the, the Super Junior Tag League. Cool. Well, the winners uh, get a title shot at the IWGP Junior Tag Titles at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th. So, sorry, Cotton, but do you think, uh, do you think uh, Heath and Reiner are going to end up being transitional? Do you think they'll eventually drop them to the guns? Potentially. And then the guns will probably go on a programme with someone yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised if like if Ace of Bay go right back after the, the tag titles when they come back at some point you've also got your factor in a possibly resurgent VBD oh, you got that yeah you got uh, uh, Dino and Big Cod or Alan Angels Angels and Con mm-hmm. or Ange- Angels and Dino <laughs> yeah you get you notice we're talking about that and we're no factor in EY because it seems EY could be a- it could be that he's ousted from the group could be. Because I've, I've heard rumour, and this is only rumour, mind yeah. of hers, but I've heard rumour that EY could potentially be plucked back to the dub to possibly reform sanity. Could be interesting. You know? Because, like, you wouldn't, I wouldn't, again, blame him for going by WWE for a couple of reasons if he wanted to, because I think he's, like, I think he's just past 40 at this point. I think so, uh, I think so. So maybe, and plus, given how long he's already been wrestling, I think 18 years at least by at this least. point. So uh, he's supposed to on two days wrestling. I think it's a case of like last couple of years having another show in the biggest company in the world, like and making more money than he would make anywhere else, and possibly getting sanity somewhere where they should have been rather than how they were portrayed under Vince. Well, thinking like going to the main roster under Triple H, who sanity was one of his big acts, and then NXT, like he was pushing them very heavily. I mean, they were in the they were talking about War Games. They were in the first ever War Games for NXT when they did that first year when it was the three way kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but he, I mean, I think it was Wolf and that one had a bad injury where he went back to the table. I think cut the back of his head, mm. which was kind of nasty. And you had Buddy Demo pulling out trash can trying to do Buddy Van Terminators with a trash can of a guy his size. Which I imagine being on the other end of the ring, seeing a guy his size jumping in any capacity is fucking terrifying. I think so. But uh, it would be interesting. Plus, I think it would also be interesting for Dina because it feels like he's taking more of an active role rather than just being the lackey who. Is always the one to take the fall oh, for the he most part. Like he's taking very a charge yet. Mm-hmm. It did seem to be the way, like whenever they needed him, if uh, VVD had dropped the titles or not win back the belts, Dino was in the match. If they wanted VVD retain or win the titles, it was EY teaming with Doran. 
Mm. So they always seem to have the intercept as a fog out. Maybe this is him standing on his own with this new version of. of we even UBC. seemed at one point they were going to excommunicate Dino. Mm. I think Alan Angels has also signed a, a couple of year deal for. Mm. Uh, for Same impact. as Colin. Mm. Which is quite interesting. Uh, I look forward to seeing where this new version of VBD goes. But going back to Ace and and that, well, I, I don't think you, I don't think Slater and Rhino will uh, will hold the belts very long. And so can only hope. I mean, I did watch the actually. Now, if you know that show, I've mentioned several times because several Impact wrestlers have been on that uh, Desert Island grabs. <laughs> uh, wrestlers pick like three matches to watch on Desert Island <laughs> as Paul Costi's lungs up. Uh, this vape, it's terrible. Yeah, bloody vapist. <laughs> It's like Kevin Bridges show, don't blame me for that one. If you don't like it. But uh but Heath was on it and you know he came he came across as a lovely guy when you listen to him in interviews and everything. I'm just saying he comes across as a hell of a guy. I can't remember I'm trying to think what matches he, he had on it. I know I think he had uh I think Brett Austin for me thirteen was one of the matches he chose. Mm-hmm. Uh I think there was like an old like WCW Sting match in there somewhere. Uh, I think he said Sting was like one of his favourites when he was started watching. Mm. Uh, and can't even mind the third one. Oh, aye, third one was like <coughs> third one was uh, <coughs> third one was uh, Sean Tiger Mania twenty five. He said he was in development all the time, having a bunch of developmental guys. I watched that match in a skybox in the arena, mm. cool. which seemed pretty cool. But yeah, I don't see them having a, a long a long reign. But going back to Ace and, and Chris Bay. Uh, this is only a time recorded, and this is what I've seen so far of the the tournament. Uh, there's like a t- a block of ten get ten teams in the Super Junior Tag which is running in uh, running alongside the World Tag So one day it's Junior, one day it's World Tag one day it's Junior. And some days they just run both at the same time. But uh, Ace and Bay, uh, they're in with nine other teams. You face every team at least once, and then whoever has the most points, i.e. by winning the most matches. I think it's two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero when you lose. Uh, the final for the, the first block for Super Junior Tag is on the 11th of December, and then the top two teams point-wise go to the 14th for a match, and the winner of that goes to the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. And at time of recording, from what I've seen, uh, Ace and Bay are currently 4-1 and one right now in their one-loss record, so they've got eight points right now. <coughs> so they are definitely a favourite. <coughs> Let's hope we see it through at the end. Yeah. What's interesting is the way it kind of lies up because uh, there's usually quite a bit of tiebreaker or determine points wise if someone's on the same point, like if they beat the champion and if the champion's competing in the tournament. And so far, they beat a team called uh, Bushy and Titan. Those are the two masked wrestlers. Bushy and Titan. Titan, that's belt Titan, but pronounced Titan. Bushy and Titan. Yes. But, like so, these two had fought the champions before the tournament and were unsuccessful, and they lost to Ace and Bay on the on the first night of the tournament. Mm-hmm. But then a few days later, beat the champions. So, which is interesting. And then there's a team Leo rushes in the tournament where a partner called Yo, built Y O So those two lost to the champions, but they've been Ace and Bay. They gave them their one loss so far. Mm. So it's interesting how the tiger goes. I think those three teams, Ace and Ace <coughs> Yo and Leo Russian, Tita and Bishi are the three like favourites going into the tournament. Mm. And I think it's only on the eleventh when the champions will face Ace and Bay. So the case of if Ace and Bay win that match over the champions, they'll guarantee themselves into the final. Nice. So you know, I'm hopeful that they've been doing. They've been one of the more successful teams so far. 
they've done it, they've got a cool like combination where like they sit at the finish where Ace puts his like Crispy puts his foot in Ace and then he then launches him back into the art finesse. The guy bounces back up and then Ace hits him with the fold. Nice. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that Ace and that are doing well, especially being part of Bullet Club, like nice to do more exposure like in Japan because right mm. now it just seems like they come in the team together and they say they're Bullet Club, but they didn't they haven't really done a lot before this tournament as part of Bullet Club. Mm. Rather than other than randomly get put in a tag pack with fucking Billy and Tommy Dreamer where Ace got taken out and they like Billy's war. Well, it wasn't me, but I think afterward I mean no, it probably wasn't, but I don't think that'll ever get resolved. But Ace, Ace I, think, had, I think considering Billy's actions at the end of overdrive, it's fully resolved. We know he's a prick. Yeah. Yeah, the brick. We also know that particular section was drawn out to fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. I don't know what the fuck was happening there. Yeah. Like, I, are you going to are you gonna slam the check? Are you just going to keep her head down there? Yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. But, like, let's talk about Impact. Let's talk about the main show of, of the guy. <coughs> Yeah, he did have Billy in the opening match when everybody, when these everyone still thought they could trust him when he was facing Miss in a tables match. It was, it was okay. It was uh, all right. All right. Yeah, it was um, it was what you expected at this point from Billy Ray competing in a bloody tables match. I was surprised that he won the ending though. Well, I think again, as long as he's call your shot, he's got the call your shot trophy. He'll be kept as strong as possible, so that Josh, you know, because if Moose beats him, then I think it maybe will take away from when Josh inevitably beats him. Mm. You know, that's just my theory but again it's a tables match like who who didn't think if you've got either member of the Dudleys and then the words tables match in there you uh, know the Dudley guns uh, you're like, like wow I wonder who's going to win this one <coughs> you had the, the Death Dolls be uh, Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles that was fine yeah it was that was fine mm-hmm. I'm just I'm still struggling to take Jessica seriously I just <laughs> I want to have it but <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. but I'm dealing with it, yeah. so it was it was fine. Yeah, it was it was a decent enough match. You know, they're really running thin on those fucking teams to uh, to have the tight fight for the tight titles right well, now. They really are. But like how I felt about arrive was like the first two matches on the 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 countdown show Aye. were solid. We had a couple of okay matches on the main show, <coughs> and then this match this this didn't work for me. This uh, Mickey James Taylor Wilde match is. It like, didn't work for you. I know they're two solid wrestlers, but just watching the match and then I was, just seem a little clunky. Well, not clunky, just like there was just something about like I really can't get invested. I couldn't get invested in it. There were, well, some spots weren't clunky, but some of the spots I didn't really like too much. Mm. And uh, me and my brother were like, "Well, we told we we me and my brother watching. We we're kind of hoping for better, considering the two See, and how they're built up in terms of like the history of impact in the knockouts division." I I tuned out the minute I seen, and this is going to seem like a superficial thing. Mm-hmm. But the minute I seen uh, Mickey James's ring gear, uh-huh. I thought to myself, she's not losing in that. <laughs> because it looked too plain, you know what I mean? I figured if, she, if she's wrestling a match, you'll know when she's going out because she'll come out looking like the, yeah. the absolute shit. You know how she can put it on if she uh-huh. wants to. She'll come out looking the absolute best she could fucking look for her last match. I, I get what you're saying. I she don't... wasn't just going to come out and dunk in fucking jean shorts and a t-shirt like she did in that match. I get what you're saying because like there's been a history of wrestlers in their last match. I mean it's like early extravagant. Like, you think of bloody Ric Flair that giant Roby war and he's WrestleMania 24 match. His real last match not whatever that shit was last no. year. 
Or, oh, it wasn't even last year, it was earlier this year, fucking hell. Aye, aye. I tried to put it out my mind. He's proper last match, he's proper last Michaels match. Hugged him I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm just about to put your face in. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I love you like Jesus. What do you do with people you don't like? If you love, if you go around with people you love and kick them in the bloody face, so hurry up and kick them, Jesus boy. <laughs> like you see people like who, they make an effort for their last man in terms of their gear and have be as elaborate as possible. So I don't think it sounds too superficial. I can get what you're saying, but I don't think it would be on what a monthly special would be on one of the four big pay per view events mm. that they would do it at. So, no, it was no way Mickey was losing that match, and to be honest with you, I don't much care for Taylor Wilde. I don't like him. I could, I could take a leave if I'm oh, asking. Yeah. I'm kind of like that, where I just... She doesn't do out for me, you know. And then this diet title match didn't seem like it was more of a... They were playing up as a bit of a comedy style match, or kind of a, they, were, they were over-gimmicking it, like they were... They were they, they, Myers and Cordero were adding like stereotypical heels. Aye. Then you heard a big, you know, baby face comeback and whatever. Aye. Like, Brian was Brian was kind of bummed out by that one. He really wanted to make the make the major bros major bros to win it. Yeah. But I think the last three matches were the real like standouts of this show, in my opinion. Because like overall, like you can't really fault a lot of the in ring stuff, other than one or two matches that I just have there on the main show. But like. Overall, the quality is very high for Impact when I'm watching, which is why I sometimes get disappointed with certain matches. Mm. But then, the last three matches were, uh, like, solid. And I, I was I was fully on the Black Tourist train, by the way. Oh, my God. That wee bastard, that wee fucking Trey Miguel motherfucker. <laughs> fucking Toros kicked his ass through that match. To, did you heal the crowd? Uh-huh. Fucking Taurus, Taurus. <laughs> Everybody's going hype for Taurus. Taurus is a bothead away from beating the wee prick. And then he fucking spray paints him right in the eye of the wee fucking... Oh. Already didn't like him. Now I dislike him. Mersona. Cheating wee prick. I give it a couple of weeks where of Trey being a heel before Paul comes in and goes, I actually quite like that Trey. Because that's what you do all the time. You you rag on, rag on somebody, they turn heel. You know, I, I don't remind them too much. I like what he's doing there. Aye, but... I give it a couple of weeks before you're singing these praises. Nah, I don't... Because I never liked him in the first place. He's a rank kind of heel. He's a prick. Well, he never was a heel before this point. It's like, he's like he's like Seth Rollins. It doesn't matter if he's a good cunt or a bad cunt. I still don't like him. Well, I, well we'll see about that. We'll, we'll talk about this in the next time we do an Impact show, alright? But, fucking... Plus, I like Taurus Merlin him, so he's a cunt. <laughs> Cheating <me>, prick. <laughs> what, what, what about the tournament overall, though? The tournament was solid. Ah, it was fine. It was fine. The tournament was fine. <laughs> I thought it was good. Like, yeah, you, you got a story coming out between Mike Vale and Kenny King. I'm glad that fucking PJ Black didn't win because I found his match where you and Moore are fucking boring. It was a touch, it was a touch. It was cool to see him though. It was cool to see him, but it was a touch. That was clunky. Looking like fucking shit Jack Sparrow. I was thinking, like, like fucking Jack Sparrow. Mm. Then, so, well, I was hoping for Black Tourist to win, because, like, get some actual singles gold and decay for the first time in God knows how long. I don't think there's ever actually been any singles gold and decay. Well, Rosemary's been a knockouts champion. Years ago. Decay? Yeah, well, back in the original Decay. Oh, back in the, Ma- the Marilyn Manson music era. Kind of, eh. Very briefly, though, but it did happen. Yeah. Just then. 
then we had the knock- last knockout standing match between Master Slamovich and that Jordan Grace. That match Grace. was insane. What a match. What a match. <laughs> I did like the... Uh, bum- once again, I, w- I, w- I did not gel with the result, but my God, I gel with the match. Master by pulling out a, a toilet seat to use as a weapon. And then other like Matthew Rue obviously getting around what he was actually being and saying like maybe maybe this is her expressing her how she really feels about Jordan Grace, if you get my meaning. Basically saying like she thinks she shits him. And then and that Grace driver through the bloody ladder what, through the table yeah, door the, thing. Yeah, through the like the I think it was actually a muscle buster through the door. Oh. Like I just I, I don't know why, but I laughed when they like pulled out and like there was a door and they're like that a door? Yeah. <laughs> like you see all sorts of crazy things under a wrestling ring, and then they pull out a fucking door, and then fucking muscle buster through the door, he gets the win. Oh, I should have mentioned at the end of Mickey's match, uh, Diana Perazzo came out to challenge her <coughs> in a wee squeaky voice as usual. Not sure if she was. She Diana always Perazzo. seems like she got a wee squeaky nervous voice when she's doing a promo. She always seems that way. Okay. I'm not saying in a bad sense, it's just simple observation. No. But yeah, so I guess this has happened at Hard to Kill. Do you think Dion will retire? I'd like to think so. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so much of that story between her and, and Mickey where uh, Mickey, where Dion had won a match, Mickey came out and said, well, I'm just trying to gradually, I'm not trying to see you like, well, why are you coming out right and stuff? It's just wrestling an awesome match. And so Dion threw some insults back at her. Mickey took the took it badly and then that started the feud and Mickey's got the upper hand for them when they've actually wrestled so mm. I think it's about time that Diona gets one back very true yeah very true plus Diona needs a wee bit of solo yeah steam going again because mm, it seems like the stuff with her and, and Chelsea is, is done so mm. get her back to being a singles I mean, virtual Giselle's went up well in her at the minute mm. but Giselle's cool yeah but Giselle was cool that match with a uh, or and I, I could have easily seen that being on Buddy Overdrive itself and then moving the Masha Slamovich match to, to Hard to Kill. Like I was talking to my brother about this when we were watching it. Like, if it had been moved to Hard to Kill when Slam- Masha would have had to win it then? Yeah, probably, because it, it did feel weird to do a new match so soon and only have Masha lose again. Uh, weird to me. But like I thought it would have been cool if they moved the, the last women's standing match or last knockout standing match to Hard to Kill because... I think the idea of like not being able to keep someone down fits the motif of the name you No know, Hard to Kill. Mm. So I thought that would have been awesome. But I won a match between the two long. Oh, yeah. It, really was, it was much of a night, some mm. would say. I, I would say that. You know? But then we did well, we did have a solid main event of Kazarian versus... Uh, then I got did, the, did we miss the Sammy-Ewan match? No, that was on Impact. Oh, that was on the Impact. Do you want to, have, do you want to, do you want to give comments on it? Because I think we did talk about how the fact that the end of it so after Sammy won that well, D- yeah. DVD were doubting AY. I don't know why I got it in my head that that match was on Overdrive. It was just such a good match, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the feud between those two, and to his credit, Eric Young played profusely during that match. Oh, yeah. I think it, Brian, Brian summarised that he may have been sort of Eddie Guerrero-style caught. Oh, yeah. You know, like, Nicked a little bit, the blade a little too much, because mm-hmm. he was the classic definition of the crimson mask. Oh yes, but the end of that, much like Sammy was. Yeah, but ultimately Sammy wins the match, and the thing that was most intriguing about it, as I say, was at the end. You know, Dina comes out, Angels comes out, Con comes out, and the three of them stand and just look. 
Mm-hmm. Eric Young, we don't attack him. We don't seem to have any particular emotion, positive or negative. We just stand and look at him. Lying on his arse. Bleeding. Mm-hmm. Beaten. You know? And then, on the impact that came after Overdrive, it was utter shite. And actually had the one only useful bit, which was a brief VBD promo. We get the idea that possibly Dina is asserting his influence over the group more than EY is now. Yeah, well, just like I said before, I think it'd be a really good story for him. Get him something like you put him in something decent, you know, rather than just being the follow guy. I think once he he set up the thing with him turning on, uh, turning on Jake, something you know, say I'm not. No, I'm not nothing. I'm like, and he gets brainwashed and goes to this whole thing with VVD, comes in with the shaving head. Yeah. And that was cool. But then he pretty much meet, he had two matches with Bloody Jigsaw, and I'm pretty sure he lost both of them, which immediately yeah. set him up to be the fall guy of VVD. So this would be the first proper thing he'd, he'd been able to do. Ironically, the idea of him kicking out, turning on EY, is ironically the first proper thing he's been able to do since the last time he turned on somebody to join Bloody VVD. Mm-hmm. So he's playing a long game. Yeah. Like, the Impact does have a, a habit of doing that, like having matches so close to our Impact Plus special. You think it should be on the special, but not. Like, no, we're gonna give you it on TV because we're cool like that. Mm. You know, like like the Giselle match, that match, even like that ladder match a couple of months ago with Bupinder and uh, and Barry Martin that came right before Victory Road. So that could have easily fit on Victory Road, but they said no, we'll be cool and give you it on free TV. I don't even think it was the main event either. No, it was not. Let's say Impact, I really do think that Dame Shooter selling a fit in that regard. They could, well, they could have matches of that calibre on the actual pay per view. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, of course, you could have matches of a similar calibre on your free show, but matches of like, that kind of stipulation, that calibre, really should be on the main events. Yeah, I get You know? Give people something to come and watch for. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, had, we did have the main event, went nearly 30 minutes. I think it was very similar to. Like I said, the Alex Shelley match were solid overall and had a match, but the, the result was never in doubt. And I think now, at the time recording, Josh is now the second longest like single reign with the Impact World title. Yeah. And I think I think this is the storyline now that he's either going to get right close to the breaking the record and someone will take it off him, or he breaks it, then they take it off him. Who has the record? Uh, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember how close... Josh is to breaking the record, but I think you'd have to hold it past Hard Kill and <coughs> to Rebellion in order to cinch it, or even like one of the specials pre Rebellion to, to cinch it. Mm. Uh, so we could have that set up as a match, you know? Hmm. Like, if he retains this match, he breaks the record. Uh-huh. If he loses the match, not only does he lose his title, but he loses out on the record. Yeah. I think that's going to be a thing, because like, they keep typing up how long AJ uh, Styles held about from like 2017 to 2018, he held like a full year, and I think they were they were trying to make him the new longest reigning champion in SmackDown, because before that it was JBL, mm. and literally I think after they finally, after they passed like a calendar year, I think quite quickly after that they dropped it to Brian, when Brian was started doing his old cycle heel thing, which then turned into the, the, the weird environmentalist mm. character that he was doing at the time. The weird environmentalist who ultimately lost it to coffee. Yes, that with that fun help hemp belt, which I thought was quite fun. Yeah, who ultimately lost it in five seconds to Brock. Hmm. Because because why? Because Vince said so. Yes. Oh. 
No, no need. No need to depress ourselves. Stupid old man. <laughs> you can hear all about our that stupid old man. His <laughs> early upbringings when he was a ruthless young man. <coughs> Instead of a stupid old man, yes, he's well, a stupid old man. When we in our Vince retrospective part one of which is already out on the podcast yeah, feed. When we do our stupid old man retrospective. Well, we'll get to that in part four or five, whatever. And I'm I'm not pouting about his shitty decisions over the last few years of his captaincy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are going to do part two. We said it before, we're not going to do part two until at least the new year because we're going to be talking about a lot of scandals in part two and I really don't want to talk about that during this, this festive period. A lot, a lot of scandals, a lot of bad business decisions. The WBF, anyone? Yeah. No, no one. That was the point. That was the <laughs> issue. Drug scandals, anyone? Anyway. John Nord, anyone? Nails. <laughs> Sexual harassment. Anyway. Anyway, talk about Joyce and, and Kazarian. What did you think of this match rather than talking about stupid old That man? was a fantastic match. I, re- I really... I got the typical fucking thing I get with Impact. Uh-huh. For the time that match was getting to, towards the conclusion, I was so pulling for Kaz to win it. <laughs> like... Like, he was putting so much himself in it, like, oh. goddamn match. And I, I was on the edge of the couch going, goddamn it, win it, man, win it. Mm-hmm. You're so fucking close. And then he done that corner spot. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, fucking, I was like, fucking pin him, man, pin him. <laughs> I was like, fuck Josh, fuck, fuck his fucking title reign, fucking pin him. And then he didn't get it, and I was like, I wasn't annoyed that Josh is retained, but I was just so mad that Kaz had me won mm-hmm. in the same respect. I was like, God damn it, man. <laughs> you know, because he'd done so much. Mm-hmm. Like, for anybody that had any doubt, well, that match would have been, you know, phenomenal. Uh-huh. That match was fucking phenomenal. That was a fantastic main event. Uh-huh. Like... It had some ways to go. It beat the Masha Jordan match because for the get go that match was intense and that match was insanely good. Mm-hmm. The main event, long and it's not even a negative. It's just not, but it was a slight bit of a slow burner. Mm-hmm. Took a while to get into, but once it got going, it was ah, uh, it's just top class. Yeah, I I don't think I can say any better than what you said. <laughs> it was. Quality. I didn't expect it to go as long as it did, but you know, these are two guys who can go the distance there. You must have yourself, Neil Lane, me yeah. going, fuck, he might actually win this, fuck. Because uh, I mean, like a couple this. of these spots, like that corner spot, the submission spots, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know? It's one of my favourite things, you know, in wrestling at times where, you know, you, you know, there's no doubt about the result, but then there was a, when there's a close enough near fall, it makes you doubt even for a little bit of a second. It keeps you drawn in and it's makes sure that you... The very fact that it gets that doubt in you makes it so good. See, like, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got no doubt in that way a match goes, it can be easy to turn out of it because you don't feel like you need to pay attention to match, you know the result of, but then when you get close enough, a close enough call, you keep hooked in, you make sure you pay attention because you don't know what else could exactly. happen from you that point on. Exactly, you don't could happen on you or something. Yeah. But that's when you know a match has got that, see when it grips you like that and you're like, you cannot look away from the fucking match because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fuck. And that is the best feeling mm-hmm. when watching a match. Like, for all the people that say, like, I don't get wrestling, blah, blah, blah. That is wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
That is what gets you wrestling. It's like it's like tense and it's like intensity. It's like excitement. It's like I know this is scripted, but I still don't know who's going to win this fucking thing. It is awesome. Mm. Wrestling is awesome, and Impact is one of the only goddamn promotions that actually makes you feel that constantly. Mm-hmm. Ah, you get it on occasion with a dub. You might get it in that other shit show. I don't know. But you get it with impact. Mm-hmm. God damn it! And you know it's and it's good that well, we had that main event. Everything, you no, know, solid like match of your candidate for for this year. <coughs> but then we had to offset it by having Billy Ray come out because <laughs> we can't always have nice things. I have I have like grand speech where and you have to ruin it with Billy Ray. I have to talk about Billy it. Ray. I should say Billy Ray. <laughs> I was gonna say, what the fuck's the country singer doing? And <laughs> weirdly enough, I'd rather. He's calling it... his shot. <laughs> he's telling, but he, he's telling Lana not to break his heart. But he might break his neck when he hits him with a C four spike. <laughs> I really, I see Billy Ray fight, but he Josh Alexander than Billy Ray really at this point. But it came out because like, I feel like I, I had a feeling they were gonna take this to Hardy Hill, so I thought, okay, if they want to set this up, I'll have him come out and say I'm calling my shot and everything. Did you think he was still gonna come out and still no be a dick? Oh no! I knew he was going to be a dick, but like it was a there was a point earlier on in the night. Well, it was a clip from like the impact before oh, yeah. or where like Kaizen is the upteenth fucking person to see him. Oh, that guy's a piece of don't trust him. And Josh said something that made me think. Made me go to the TV and say thank you. Like that's what I'm thinking. Said where he said uh, like why why is everyone saying to me? Why do I need to trust him? He gave me my opponent for my world title. Why should I? Why should I trust them? I wouldn't trust anybody if they're coming after my title. I'm like, thank you. Like, why do you care? Like, if you're the world champion, you're always going to have your head in a swivel. So, what does it matter if this guy is going to attack you from behind or say he's going to kill you? You shouldn't care because you should want to beat him anyway, whether he's a good guy or an arsehole, because he's going after your world title. Which is why, which is what been my issue with this whole thing. Like, oh, so and so, you know, you can't trust him, or you can't trust him, or you can't trust him. I'll look you in the eye. Like, I don't care. Have the match and let Josh do something better than this. I I I agree with you. Which is why I was so. Which is why I had that whole protracted fucking rant on our Brown for Glory show and like how I I was if we didn't have this Billy Ray thing, it would let me be more invested in the story with because Eddie than I was going into. I mean, I did have a great like in the match bought me into as we just talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. But then we have Billy Ray coming out and basically saying like, "I told you, I tell you, man to man, when I'm calling my shot, and I'm calling my shot at hard to kill on Friday the thirteenth." <laughs> Uh, which I imagine before three nine end, I'll add some sort of big stipulation to almost probably, most probably. It's the only kind of matches that bloody Billy Ray can wrestle in right now. Stipulations, mm-hmm. the weapons hide his mistakes. <laughs> Mostly, given him being in this program is a fucking mistake. But uh, let it go, Scott. Let it can't. go. I try. I try my best to get you to let go of your bitterness at times when I fail. So let me have my bitterness in return. I, I let go of the fact that Bianca Belair still has that damn title. I'm perfectly calm with that. Sure, yeah, sure you are. I am. Anyway, let me get to this piece of okay. shit with Billy Ray and okay, let me move okay. on. Okay, go on then. I want to move on to something more better. Something more better, I don't even know that's a word. It's for, for the time being, it is. But, so he comes out and he says, I'm going to kiss and no call, uh, article, and there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, look, I guess he did call his shot, you know, face to face, man to man. And then he, Josh is there, you know, 
his wife's in the front row and everything. His wife's just, just stopped coming to fucking shows. Cause bad, th- bad thing, other than the Rebellion m- match where he beat Moose, bad things seem to happen to Josh whenever his wife and that come to shows. Aye, his wife and his wee, his wee lad that he has in the wrestling gear. <laughs> and then, so then Billy then comes out and attacks Josh and then call him, you stupid son of a bitch. Of course you couldn't trust me. Like, do you know who I am? <laughs> well, he should have just went, no. Nah. Really, at this point, Billy Ray's taking so many shots to the head across his career, I don't think he does know who he is. I think he's just genuinely asking people, like, do you know who I am? Do you know where I live? <laughs> Which one of you was the male man? <laughs> uh, but, so, you know, the, no, wrong, does he tie him to the rules at first, but then Josh somehow breaks out of it, so he has to then tell him not to come close, otherwise... He no, he, on his missus. he puts one away. He puts one away. Kirby ties on his wrist. Aye, like, so he does tie him at first, but then somehow he gets free of it at one I, point. No, I don't think he no, gets no, free. No, he does because there's a but. I def, there's definitely a point where he's he's free and he's still like hand him the belt or he'll paralyze his wife. No, no, he's still hooked up. The I, belt was next to him. I'm sure there was a point where he was untied. Because when he well, when he gives him back his wife, he's not tied anymore. Well, so agree, well, agree to disagree because it hardly matters in regards to the whole segment. Yeah, because it went on far too fucking long. You know, we had we had Billy Ray come out and he was getting it all. He tied Josh to the thing and started batting him with a chair. And then he went and hung back a bit, and then he grabbed Josh's wife and he stuck him in the position <laughs> for a for a power bomb, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a power bomb or power dive. It was one of those two because like he, he, st- he put her in the. He'd between the thighs position. Yes. And then he held her there. Forever. Mm-hmm. And ever, never. It would have been easier just, you know, at this point I'm like, like oh, like you bastard. But then there's no point where it's going on so long. I'm like, at this point, I just fucking do it. Because oh, honestly, I'm annoyed that you just wait a bit. I will hit her or don't hit her. Just yeah. go on and wait for fuck's sake. It would have been better if he did do it because it would have worth Joel to Josh to go after him at, at hard to kill. But he never did. He should have done. So I think they referenced him pile driving like Beulah and ECW and Breaking Egg and that kind of hurt her off ECW for good at that point. And then they mentioned and they steal much. Oh, he's powerbound women through tables. He's powerbound senior citizens through tables. And so like they basically established a pattern of violence against women. <laughs> so really, it wouldn't have been out of character if they just like had him go the whole hog attack. Give a powerbomb to Josh's missus, and then that sets up the proper feud mm. going in hard to kill. But yeah, now we're in the position where we should be, where Josh is a good guy, Billy Ray is officially a bastard, and like he's acknowledged as such on television. But does this make you like any bit more excited now that he's officially a heel for like this match at Hard to Kill? No, really, no. I was never that excited in the first place, to be no. honest. I mean, I was. It's always cool to see Billy Ray or Bubba, if you want to call him Bubba, you know, but we've seen, and you know that thing, to reference Bunderston, uh-huh. you know, and the, I've heard it, mm-hmm. I've seen it uh-huh. a bazillion times, mm-hmm. he comes out, he shouts a bit, he hits somebody with something and or puts somebody through a table and then looks angry about it and then we continue the path. Mm-hmm. Until he either wins something or gets his ass kicked for his cell. Uh-huh. So. So, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it, this match this being over and done with. Maybe they'll intrigue me with something in a couple of weeks on Impact, but. It might intrigue me, man. Like, see if we can some way work it into a, th- a triple threat and Kaz can be in it. Mm, that'd be nice. That would be cool. 
I think at least Kaz and Josh could carry the fuck out of that match. Look, uh, I believe they've taped a couple of weeks of Impact after the night after, but they didn't show anything on the bloody Impact following because it was just like a. I think, assuming they didn't think anyone would watch on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's a Thursday and that's when Impact's on, mm-hmm. they just showed a bunch of like flashbacks to Thanksgiving stuff and like give promos people talking about hard to kill. It was really awful. Like, like I say, I really think we should have done matches. Even if we're going to do flashbacks, we should have done more matches than all the nonsense we've done. Yeah. There was no call for that. Mm. So like, so I think they'll they'll take maybe two weeks because there's two weeks between then and then the. There's <coughs> two weeks between the tape that and the tapings in Florida, which will then take them through the end of the year. So I'll I'll eventually see what happens on Impact. I think it will happen by the time this comes out. But like, we'll get a proper follower on the next Impact. Aye, which will be good to see. Maybe I assume it'll start with either Josh coming out calling it Billy or Billy will come in going, "How stupid could you all be to trust me?" Like. I didn't trust you, you deaf cunt. Is there any... That's just a throwaway thought as such, but is there any part that you could ever see any scenario where Josh could end up being a heel? Not in this field, no. No, well, I mean before the Indies reign, say. Potentially. You know? If they make, if they make the record more of a thing, maybe he gets a bit too desperate, or maybe in his mind he's justified because like, everyone, he doesn't feel like he can trust anybody, not just Billy, but anybody, because people keep coming at him and... Like, either taking shots of his family or attacking members of his family, so... Sounds like it'd be a very good Bret Hart style to you, Tom. Yeah. I think so as well. Yeah. Josh, I know you're frustrated. Just shove shot to work. Frustrated in the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. Everybody knows I'm the walking weapon. <laughs> I'm the best Bear champion there is. Best champ there was. I've <laughs> held that. <laughs> I've been screwed by Moose. I've been screwed by Bully Ray. <laughs> anyway, but moving That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> but moving over to uh, WWE, briefly talk about war games. Oh, yes, mm. oh, yes. Did you know get the feels? <laughs> yes, at the end when when G gives Sammy the hug, then the embrace. You you look. He's like he's straight. He's like that's my boy. <laughs> And my god, that hell of a kick that he gave fucking Gale. Yeah. There was a thing like in 2016, they had a match where Sammy was the face, like he gave him a look at it, and then they did a similar thing where Kevin kind of falls into him. But in that match, Sammy puts him, pauses for a second, puts him back in the corner, gives him another kick. But this time, obviously, he has a hold of him. He looks up at uh, Jay, and then says, like, fucking do it, man. There you go. Mm-hmm. Set it up for you. I thought it was interesting, like, I think I was kind of thinking all oh, the faces won because, like, Sheamus was kind of being put as the de facto leader of this face team. Mm. I think the rumours were originally that it was meant to be Sheamus versus Roman at the Rumble. That's, that's rumoured to still be a possibility because apparently Roman was really pissed with KO after the... Well, I think I've heard that they that they eventually cooled off. Like, the, like Roman's cooled off now and, like, so... Cause, like, I think it's maybe Sheamus... We may have seen it at the Rumble, but I think they might move it to, like, a SmackDown because now it seems the plan is Roman versus... Uh, Kyo at, at the Rumble, and then because it's in Montreal where he's from, Sammy versus Roman at Elimination Chamber, mm. which I think a lot of people theorize something which I think this could set up Sammy and Kyo and the the Russo's record breaking tag title reign. What do you think's more likely, Sammy winning a solo title or him and Kyo winning the tag belts? I mean, with well, the way the story has been going, I could have easily seen Sammy winning the, the solo belt from Roman, but. I think at this rate, it's going to be the tag belts. I think it would still be a feel-good one, especially after what happened on Raw, 
we won't we we will basically being like I don't want to be no want to team with you I don't want to fight with you I don't want to be associated with you mm-hmm. and so acting like he was okay with that but he kind of looked a bit hesitant about it I've seen somebody put that out with the clip going <coughs> check this out you can actually see the moment his heart breaks in half <laughs> let me ask you this much in regards to it. where do you see Silver Sikora still in all this equation I don't know. Does Nabdi ever mention him? I've seen a lot of people take, making like memes out of that bit where like the Hussos and Sam are all hugging there, inviting them into the, like, like like people joking like people who think this thing and me like this thing I don't agree with or whatever. Mm. Uh, uh, and you're thinking, well, what do you hugged if he had? I, I don't know. Some people say like, because he quickly kind of took to Sammy when he first joined the group, but like there are people who say he may be one, maybe one of the first people to like. Uh, Turn against them because maybe it could be real secretly like, oh, I was acting all friendly, but like, you know, Roman wasn't sure of you either, and and he wanted me to keep an eye on you. So, and then he basically says to Roman, "No, Jay was right all along. We don't trust. We can't trust this well, guy." Well, did you notice right in the locker room segment mm-hmm. when Roman went and said to him, "Like, can I trust you? Why did you lie to Jay?" Uh-huh. And Sammy gave him his reasoning and blah blah blah, and he hugged out. Did you notice when Roman hugged him, he still had a serious look on his face? Mm-hmm. I think that was meant to make you believe that he would turn on him in a War Games match. Mm. Yeah. It's just that Roman, he's good at playing the long game, you know what I mean? You don't know. I don't know if you've seen, but they that. they've been starting doing these like, big press conferences after like big PV, like they went to Classic Castle. I know, showing that a lot more of how it's done. <laughs> uh, you know? And then they had one where Sammy was on it and went along with Paul Heyman. And I've seen that, but... I like Paul Heyman saying, like, Sammy is the guy who comes on a TV show for a guest spot and ends up joining the main cast, like... And then <laughs> they both yell at somebody for have, for their phone going off. Like, right. oh, thanks for ruining Sammy's big knife, pal. <laughs> uh, so, like, I love that, like, moment at the end. It kind of made more sense, like... I'm not, maybe, like, even when if Roman and that lose their belts and, like, kick Sammy, it doesn't mean the bloodline will end... Which we which makes me think that maybe they win this one, but then bloodlines stay around to next year's Survivor Series to lose another war game. Well, match. You end up getting a bloodline wolf pack. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying like no, the bloodline sticks around. Bloodline just, Hollywood. No, but like the bloodline sticks around, but just actual blood this time, like the four of them, they continue on, uh, in a next year's Survivor Series. But this time the bloodline can lose to a babyface team. Maybe if by that point Roman's dropped the belt, he can actually take some some losses. Right, and like I say. You're talking about the bloodline only being blood. That could lead to some mad faction kind of carry on with bloodline being blood, the yeah. bloodline being extended. Yeah. You know? Okay. Like, they like the idea, like, Undisputed Era and uh, NXE, the four main, the four male organs uh, matches they did up until the most recent one. Like, when they took me. So that again. The Undisputed Era, like all the Wargames matches did up until like last year's men's one when the Undisputed Era were all there, they were kind of set up as the main heel group in Wargames. Well, the, third, the fourth one they did, they were faces, but they were the main group for Wargames. They were like basically at the end, the horsemen of the NWO were back in the WCW days of it. Mm. I'm thinking you could set that up again with the bloodline on the main side, like for the first couple of years, is like Savarius so Juice comes around, a bunch of guys who had the issues with the bloodline come together for Wargames. Mm. They maybe won this one, but then they can be set up to lose the next one. Which I think would be pretty cool. That wouldn't be a cool scenario. So, I th- I've seen one theory about how Roman could eventually turn and decide to betray Sammy. I don't know if Sammy's going to get involved in like, the match at the Rumble, but I saw one thing where, like, even though it seemed like he used that moment with, with Roman to 
he was that moment with KO where he kicked him like that going like trust from Jay and so, like everyone's accepting him now. Mm. But like they said like Roman could come back and turn on Sammy and use this KO moment as a justification, being like, Well you said this was you proving your loyalty and how you love us and you see your family you're like <laughs> saying like we're like family to you but you know, a long time ago you seen, you were saying this guy was your family as well and that's what you did to your former best friend. So how do I know you won't do that to me or Jay or anyone else in this family? So very, very good theory. I think that would be an interesting like, thing because like, still you'd boo them as maybe being a bastard but you wouldn't entirely disagree with his logic, look, with his logic behind it, you know? No, that's a good theory. <laughs> Barely I could fucking come up with anyway. <laughs> Also, I did love like how it was Jay that started when the first member of the bloodline came in. It was Jimmy also naturally went to go, and then Roman just puts his hand down and looks at him and goes like, "Fucking go, go help him." Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice a bit during the match and all mm-hmm. when Jay accidentally super kicks Sammy in the face, uh-huh. and Jimmy goes around to help him, and Jay's like, "Nah, fuck him." <laughs> like, never mind him. Let's get on with this shit. Uh-huh. I saw that. What did you think of the women's war games? I thought it was cool, man. Yeah. I thought it was very cool. Like I say, lot of hard hits in that fucking match. I I didn't I I literally saw I going into I, I saw brawling brutes winning and damage control team winning and they ended up being the opposite. But I'm not angry at either because no no they both had their reason. Especially Becky being involved. Like it made more sense. Like well, Becky's been back a day. She's not going to lose. Well, in I, liked, this match. I also liked the fact that Rhea get made look strong as fuck in that match up until. Asuka did the heel move on her and spat the blue shit in her eyes. <laughs> I did like, have you seen the, everyone's been sharing that clip of her in the cage with the cage can, like doing the pull-ups in the cage. I know, And I loved Nikki crossing this match, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like beating the fuck out of Alexa. Like, do you ain't got forgot, eh? You ain't got forgot. I could have done with her saying that move once or twice, but she said, but maybe the fourth time, I'm like, no, Nikki, I don't think she forgot. You can stop asking. And the splash off the top of the fucking cage mm-hmm. was cool. And then even at the start when she was coming out, she was doing the mad tongue through the cage. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think given by the era and then a segment they did on Raw, they're doing like a Becky Bailey thing, which out of the like the four <sighs> horsewomen thing, like the different combinations of feuds they've done, that's one they haven't actually done anything with, which actually is surprising to me. I don't think I can even I can't actually even think of like there was a one they did in an XTTV or one or two they did on XTTV in twenty fifteen. But other than that, I can't think of a time where Becky and Bailey would have had like a, a proper singles match. They never have a proper match even when Bailey was a wee hugger. I don't know, not on pay per view. I don't think mm. maybe the TV one here and there, but like because I'm assuming when Bailey was a hugger, Becky was a serious heel at that point. Well, Becky, well, they were they spent a lot of time his faces. And then and Becky was a heel in NXT for a while, which is when they would have fought. And then there was a four horse when like four way at a takeover. That was that's the closest we've had to a Bailey Becky like one on one like pay per view match. So maybe they'll either fight like cross each other in the rumble and then maybe build it something at Mania. I don't know. Maybe who maybe. knows? Who knows? I like like that as a as an option, and I like the fact that both we are after she's done a thing with me again, but also Alexa Bliss as we talked about earlier, both being seen as like contenders. On the Raw side, would you would you again what puts the Raw Women's Division over the SmackDown one? And that well, there's a I'll, lot more believable contenders in that division than the SmackDown one. Alexa's situation is very interesting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because she was in that War Games match. She held her own, mm-hmm. you know. She had that wee mini feud in the middle eight with Nikki, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But <coughs> <coughs> excuse my dry throat. That's it. But um, watching back, 
the Raw. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard, like, I didn't watch the Raw, but I'd heard there was a segment with Alexa Bliss, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, I need to see that segment. So I'm sitting watching, I watched the Raw through, good Raw too. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you've seen that one. Oh, yet. I've seen bits. I didn't. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen the match with Dakota Gang Cancer, which I've heard it's good. But apparently, they, there was a live in the next night, the night after War Games. So, and they point and someone was bigging up Dakota Kai as a workhorse, saying like she took some sick bumps in the War Games, wrestled at a live event, and then had, had like a fifty-minute match with Candice LeRae on Raw. Mm-hmm. And like people keep showing that clip of like her getting power on the side of the cage, and she's all folded up as she goes between like the ropes. Yeah, it was a rough looking bump. But no, nah, she was hardcore. Cool. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, that whole segment with Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. and Bianca Belair and Asuka, right? Belair's doing the usual check me on with fucking shit. Uh-huh. Crap, she always does. Asuka's doing her crazy. Uh-huh. I'm going to shout, but nobody's going to know what I'm shouting thing. Mm-hmm. And just before they start doing that, the monitor flashes behind Alexa. Mm-hmm. And her face changes. One minute she's standing there, smiley, look at me. I'm this wee, I'm the wee cog in this wheel here. I'll just stand and smile. And the thing flashes, and she goes stone faced and starts just staring at the title. Mm-hmm. No saying. And then eventually the interview chick comes to her and she's like, "Oh, oh, I, I, Bianca was great. I, what she, I, grand, I, you know." Mm-hmm. But she's totally spacing. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving this whole speculation, like, is she going back with Bray? Is she being enticed by Bray? Or is she one of the first victims? Think so. You know, like, she she betrayed, so is she going to be met out some punishment? I don't think this will see her, like, go back to, like, being, like, creepy like Bray and, like, joining his group. I think this could then help encourage her to go back to, like, when she came to the main roster and when she was the heel. Mm-hmm. She was a Miss Bliss, a goddess. Yeah, that kind of The idea of, like... This whole like faced version of you and everything like this version you're being right now. This isn't the real you. Real you is that goddess version. Like this, so revel in what you are, and she goes ah. back, back to that. So as opposed to turning people face, pretty going to turn people back to their heel form. Well, basically the idea like people going back to like versions <laughs> of themselves that you no know, actually worked for them. Mm. and like you can actually use in a decent story. Like this is the real version. Whether it's a version we've seen before, maybe. They changed them into something. They gave them gives them a much needed change that they haven't had yet. So if they does bring Bo back, we're going to get Bo Eve back. Possibly that would be cool. <laughs> you, if you if you believe it, then it will happen. All you have to do is believe. Before we wrap up, I might briefly talk about the other two matches I can't from. Can't believe you beat me, Truth. But it's okay. Let me talk about. Let's talk about the last couple of matches from from Series briefly. Apparently. AJ Styles beating Finn Balor was his first singles pay-per-view in win. Three, what, three years? Since Crown Jewel 2019. Yeah. Where he beat uh, Humberto Carrillo. I think he's won, like, in a multi-man matches where he might have won, but, like, he's never, not won, like, a proper singles that match. Is, that itself was a great match. That mm-hmm. was a fantastic match between the two. That was solid. The, uh, I loved the triple threat because I, I legit didn't know where it was going to go. The only spots. Seth leaping over Theory to do the stomp on a Lashley. That was cool. Fucking Lashley doing a double fucking... A double... What's he, uh, what's oh, he call it? Phil Nelson. Aye, what's he call it? Dominator? Uh, no. Hurtlock. Hurtlock, aye. Double Hurtlock on Theory and fucking Rollins, man. I think Theory then tried to do the same thing Brock did, but 
Lashley was smarter this time. Right. And then just the spear while Seth has, like, Seth goes for his transition and Falcon Arrow, spear by Lashley, but Seth falls on him. I know. And I like it, and I like kind of serious, a bit more serious heel theory who is kind of going in on, like, beats up Rollins, like, don't call me a kid. Mm. Also, he had a very, I've seen the clip from, uh, from Rock, he had a very lovely jacket. I want that jacket. Yeah, his jacket was cool. See, all he needs is a bit of a bit more stubble around the face and to stop taking selfies and look he's actually an interesting character is yeah. Stubble and a J skit. <laughs> and yeah, a J skit. Who knew it would be that simple? Stubble and a J skit and you win <laughs> the US title with stubble and a J skit. <laughs> anyway. Stubble and a J skit. Right, Paul, I think that's uh, time for us to to venture off for another for, day. Is that time for us to get stubble and a J skit? <laughs> I've got a little bit of hair on my face. I know all I need. Now all I need is the J skit. Ah, you need the J skit. But I need a quality denim J skit. The glory days. Quality skit. Aye. Anyway, <laughs> before we talk any more about J skits, we need to wrap this up. Me and Paul will be recording some wrestling and figure related content in the next couple of weeks <coughs> to release throughout December. <coughs> and Paul can survive till then. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm running low on weed. That's the only terrible, well, terrible thing. Well, whose fault is that? You shouldn't have had it all it's at once. The, it's the government's fault. <laughs> it's the government's fault. Sure, sure it is. It's all the fault of man, man. <laughs> Simplify, <Hi>, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to drive up. We are going to... We are. You're living for your car. <laughs> Simplify, man. But we, we are going to be pre-recording that and pre-recording some, uh, some impact stuff. Some point in this couple weeks, Paul will be a guest on No Rogues Bar. When that will be out, God knows. I will. You cool. will. Yes, well, we've, hey. yes, we've been talking about it for ages now. Oh yeah. Cool. Hooray. Anyway. Woohoo. So basically, you'll have a lot of quality content to hear, listen to in your ears, in your in the audio realm, and it's the audio of realm yes. of your ears. Yes. In the <laughs> in the next month or so, going into the new year. Me and Paul will finish pre-record up until like some point in the middle of December, and then we'll we will release that, and then we convene together that, that, in the new year. That could be the title of a really crap prog rock album. What? In the audible, what did you say? The audio realm. The audio realm of your ears. <laughs> it's a really crap prog album. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Yeah. But Paul, do you have anything else you really want to say before we we start to wrap up? No, I think I think we definitely covered the. The respective companies well yeah. and like we gave impact major props mm-hmm. gave wwe some props and we gave aew no props so we done it right and we got to mention impact guys doing well in new japan as well we even men- we even m- mentioned okay billy corgan's organization over mentioning that other lot well i wanted to mention billy corgan's lot because of how shite they are right now yeah but we even talked about them we didn't talk about aew did we aew no. Anyway. But yeah. So. I'm again it. So we've talked about some of the issues. We've talked off air. We're not going to talk about it here. We've talked about some of the shows we are going to be recording with that. Plus Smackdown ability. We're on the road to SummerSlam 2000 over there. Are you looking forward across Smackdown and the show for the content we're going to be working? I am really much so. It's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we have coming up pay-per-view wise? We have Hard to Kill coming up. Yeah. And we have, in the dub, we have... We have the Rumble. Like, there's nothing main roster pay-per-view-wise until the Rumble. Oh, it's January, isn't it? Yeah. 
Damn. We've got some good stuff to record. I, think I, we're look, be going. I look forward to seeing what the actual matches are going to be on the Rumble too, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we all have our theories on who, who A, who will be in the Rumble, and B, who will win the Rumble. I mean, a lot of mm -hmm. people, like you say, are saying Cody will win it. Uh-huh. That seems like, as long as he's fit for it, that seems like a likely yeah. candidate. Mm-hmm. I can I can really really think otherwise other than Cody who could win it. I mean yeah. Seth could win it. Good. Has Seth won it before? Twenty nineteen that's when he went to face Brock. No, when they had the opener randomly and then he beat him quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like I I'm I'm very much on the side of like idea of like if they want to do the thing with the rock is <coughs> do like Cody v Roman for like one belt on night one, Cody wins it. Then Roman can keep the other belt over the rock the next night. Mm. I know the May whole two night thing is set up to get more people in the card and other people can main event, but if you've got two world titles on the same person, you can tell a story that justifies them being in the main event for both nights. Well, I know we're talking about Rhea versus Bianca for WrestleMania. Yeah, that. We could possibly have Buddy Shayna versus Ronda at WrestleMania. That would be cool. Mm. And there's also the talk of the Money in the Bank ladder match has been brought back to WrestleMania, but Triple H has kind of danced around that subject. But even then, that would be cool to get a bunch of people in the car, like men's on one night, women's on the other. Oh, totally. Awesome. But anyway, that's looking too far ahead. But the very fact we have a lot to look ahead to is funky as yeah. fuck. Yes. But uh, we will give in. We are talking about the future, but in wrestling, we are going to go be going back. The first time in ages, we are going back into a bit of an older. A bit of a retro review style show. Yeah. Which is the first time in a wee while, but I'm looking forward to doing that. It will be fun. It will be fun. But make sure you can, make sure you follow along with our upcoming shows and upcoming schedule release uh, on our Twitter at SPRL. I mean, follow Rogue Opinions, which we're also on at Rogue and Square Opinions. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast. Uh, you can get me on Twitter for one at SconCode1996. If you're so inclined, either share or maybe donate to the Stephanie Spring Challenge that I'll be competing in. Walking up and down the five thousand odd sets of Hanton Park. He and will. In order, in order of uh, children first. He's a charitable dude. He uh, does lots of charitable walking. Yes, and this is your chance to get involved in a good cause if you feel so inclined. I I may. Hmm. I will supportively clap. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yes. Hey, you done it for me. Cool. <laughs> I don't think you. It's not. It's going to be on a Sunday very early in the morning, Paul. I don't think. I wouldn't imagine you trekking the wall the way to Hampton to watch me do a bunch of walking. Yeah, mate. You never know. I'll I'll come and be your 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 support squad, man. <laughs> okay. I'll be that little dude on the on the motorbike that trundles along next to your walking and gives you water. <laughs> anyway, I also make sure to. Well, make sure you give us a like, rating, review on your chosen podcast platform, whether you find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, we're everywhere you get your podcast, both our feed and the Rogue Opinions feed. Rogue Opinions feed where you can find Rogue Retro Smackdown and No Rogue's Bard, uh, which will all be on very soon. And I will. That'll you know, be cool. And you can find on this feed past Retro Bay reviews, past Impact reviews, past Frasier reviews, past Eclectic Escapades. Past Sweetie reviews. Sweetie reviews. We do all sorts on this fucking we show. We do. Ah, sweeties. All sorts. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't like all sorts, myself. But still a sweetie. So. Still a sweetie, ah. so it fits, yes. But that is all we have time for right now, I think. <coughs> that's all the time we have for right now. I think a funky kind of song. Yeah, to use a Paulism, Paul likes using that word funky. I do like funky. But a cool thing we play it for, I think. I don't know if we've used it already, but if we haven't, we should do now. 
because it's awesome. Joe Hendry. Oh, yeah, we should. Let Joe yeah. play about Joe Hendry, play us out. Because everyone believes in Joe Hendry. They do. do you and if in we Joe don't, when we bloody well should. If you don't believe in Joe Hendry, you should. That's, that's a closing message for me and Paul. Yeah, you should. Goodbye. Bye. Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. Cause they love him in London and Paris and Tokyo. America, Scotland and Canada and Mexico. They say, I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry.